welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Benedettiville Podcast. Woo-woo. I'm back on tour again. I am in Madison, Indiana with the Brothers Comatose right now in a nice little hotel room. And I'm sorry Stella won't be here, but I have part four of our newest story, Princess Harmony, The Kingdom of Silence and the Quest for Music, ready to go. So get a nice little something to drink, sit back in your car seat, relax, tuck into your bed wherever you are, and enjoy the next piece of our adventure. start telling part four all the way through, I'll remind you of what's happened in parts one, two, and three. There's a kingdom called Silence where there's no such thing as music, and a young princess named Princess Harmony wandered into the woods one day and met a woman named Mother Melody who gave her a map, and the map took her to the old forest where she all of a sudden started finding notes, the notes of the great scale. And she has been collecting the notes of the Great Scale to bring music back to the Kingdom of Silence. She's met a great friend named Ruxapold. He's a bird that talks. And she just found a sword called Raybright. And now she's waking up to continue her adventure and look for the next note of the Great Scale. All the while watching out for the evil Cacophonix and all of his little minions who are trying to stop her. Okay. On to part four. Early in the morning, waking up in the monkey's house in the tangle tree forest, Princess Harmony enjoyed a breakfast of fruits and delicious muffins that the monkeys had made. They had made them very special for her, finding out that she loved muffins for breakfast, especially lemon muffins. Princess Harmony, the monkeys, and Ruxapol looked over the map and planned the adventure for the day. From what they could see on the map, their journey today would lead them out of the Tangle Tree Grove and down a steep, deep ravine to where a fast and clear river rushed its way through the old forest. To get to the ravine, they would have to first wind their way past the giant ant colonies and their dirt towers, taking care to walk very softly and carefully, and then through the great lotus fields, where Ruxapold warned they'd have to cover their mouths and noses, or they might fall under the sleeping spell of those very bright, very powerful flowers. Once they got down into the ravine, by the looks of the map, they'd have a very water-slick and rocky trail to follow all along the banks. The monkeys suggested to Princess Harmony that she rub some of the tangle tree sap on the soles of her boots to keep from slipping. That was an old forest trick that everybody knew so that they wouldn't slip around. Princess Harmony thanked him, and she did just that. Ruxapold warned not to go swimming in the river, which was called the Silver River, due to the dangers of the very fast current and the water dragons that often lived in the deeper pools of the Silver River. And so it was that much later on in the day, after miles and miles of hiking and near slips into the rushing waters, but very safe thanks to that tree sap. And after closely following the map, Ruxapold and Princess Harmony, with Raybright hanging at her belt, found themselves outside of a gaping, dark, very deep-looking cave 
Princess Harmony did not like the looks of that cave. From the last bit of their walk, they had seen bones strewn about and large, deep, clawed footprints. Um, what makes tracks like these? Princess Harmony had asked Ruxapold as they came across some rather fresh-looking tracks outside the cave. Ruxapold sniffed at the track. A troll, he said. And from what I can tell, a very stinky, very big river troll. And all these bones, the princess asked, waving at the piles of bones and debris all around the cave. Well, it's a very stinky, very big, very hungry river troll, I guess. But don't worry, it should be sleeping now. Trolls never come out in the daylight. Are trolls on the same side as the cacophonics? Harmony asked. Well, trolls aren't on the same side as anybody, even other trolls, said Ruxapold. They find private, solitary places where they can be their hungry, grumpy selves all alone. They are much older than the cacophonics, and they don't care for music one way or the other. Well, we need to get into that cave, Harmony said. How do we get into a troll cave? I don't know, Ruck said. All the advice I've ever heard was how to get out of a troll cave, or never go in one in the first place. The only thing everybody knows about trolls, other than to leave them alone, is that they hate sunlight. It can turn them to stone, or make them go blind, or even make them vanish in a big puff of smoke. But I don't know how you can get any sunlight into a huge, deep, dark cave like that. Princess Harmony smiled. Well, I do, she said with a twinkle in her eye. And she walked boldly right into the cave. Come back! Get out of there! squawked Ruxapold, scrambling to catch up. Come on, Rux, let's go have an adventure, came the voice of Harmony from inside the cave. And Ruxapold muttered to himself and flew in after her. The cave was very big and very dark, and it smelled very very bad. It seemed that the troll ate mostly fish and river creatures because the cave smelled a lot like fish, only more old and rotten fish that maybe had been sitting on the cave floor for a long, long time. They could hear a deep rumbling from further back in the cave. I think it's snoring, whispered Princess Harmony. It must be nap time. She got a candle out of her pack because Mother Melody had packed her several candles, and she lit it. They stepped cautiously around smelly piles of fish bones and garbage and who knows what else, with their eyes open for where the next note of the great scale might be hidden. The map said it must be in this cave, but they didn't see anything. As they neared the back of the cave and the snoring got louder and louder, Princess Harmony's candle lit up a small, locked, wooden chest and on it were more musical symbols. There it is, Harmony gasped. Ruxapold gasped too. I know, he whispered, and it's bigger and scarier than I thought. Harmony looked again and saw what Ruxapold saw, that the chest was being held by a giant, shaggy, ugly, sleeping troll. A very big one. She was frightened, but she knew she needed that chest. She inched forward towards the troll. Be careful, hissed Ruxapold, edging away. Princess Harmony carefully, oh so carefully, inched the little wooden chest out of the troll's sleeping arms. Inch by inch, it slid away from the troll and towards Harmony. 
It was very nearly in her hands when Ruxapold, who was still inching away from the princess and troll muttering, careful, careful, backed right into a tremendous pile of bones and knocked it all down, spilling bones all over the cave with a loud clatter. The troll swept the chest up with both of its big hairy arms and roared itself awake. Ruxapold yelped and flapped his way frantically back towards the cave entrance. But Princess Harmony stood her ground. She grasped Raybright in her hand that wasn't holding the candle and drew the sword from her belt. Warmth and sunlight began to flow through her hand as she held the sword, and Raybright's note echoed through her body. She began to hum the note herself. As she hummed, and as the troll approached, the sword began to glow. The longer she hummed, the brighter and brighter the sword glowed, bright golden sunlight filling and warming the huge cave. The troll stopped moving towards the princess, and its angry roars turned into groans, and it threw the chest to the floor to cover its eyes with both of its huge, hairy arms to block the light. Princess Harmony dropped her candle and, still humming, still holding the sword, grabbed up the small chest in her other hand and bolted for the opening of the cave. She leapt out into the early evening sunlight with a cry of joy and victory. Woohoo! Princess, you did it! shouted Ruxapold, who was already outside the cave. The troll was growling and roaring from just inside the shadows of the cave entrance, too afraid of the evening light and of the sword to come any closer. Princess Harmony turned to the troll and put Raybright away in her belt. I'm sorry, good troll, she called. I need to bring back music, and you have one of the notes. I'm so sorry I had to snatch it away, and I, I hope you understand. And I have a little gift for you. And she pulled from her pack some of the leftover delicious lemon muffins that the monkeys had made and set it down on a rock by the river. She couldn't tell if the troll could understand, but it did stop growling and lumbered back into the depths of the cave. "'What did you find, princess?' Ruxapold asked, after the troll had gone and they had moved down the trail from its stinky cave aways. Princess Harmony set the chest down before him. "'This! I saw the musical markings. Look, there's, there's some dough, and there's some rests, but there's a new symbol here. Ruxapold, what is it?' "'Oh, look at your sword, child. There on the pommel.' Oh, the pommel's at the end of the sword's handle there, yes. Now, see, it's the same symbol, the symbol Ray. Oh, I get it, said the princess. Then the spell on this chest is Do, Do, Ray, Ray, Do, Rest, Rest, Rest. Do, Ray, Do, Ray, Do, 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 Rest. Oh, you are truly a gifted musician, crowed Rux. A musician? asked the princess. Oh, yes, dear girl, one who knows and wields the magic of music. Princess Harmony glowed with pride and did her best to focus and concentrate as Ruxapold and then Raybright gave her their notes for the new spell. She took care to remember the notes and how they sounded and then sang herself as best she could the new spell. Do, do, re, re, do, rest, rest, rest. Do, re, do, re, do, 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 rest. The chest gave a shudder, and the lock glowed with gold and silver sparks for a moment, and then click. 
the lid open gently, and Princess Harmony pulled out of its violet, velvet lining a small, hand-held, circular mirror. Well, it's me, Glass, the reflector, third note of the great scale, shouted Ruxapold. You're doing it, Princess. You're bringing the music back. Princess Harmony smiled as she held the glass up to see her road-weary, fairly dirty, but very happy face smiling back at her. And as she held the mirror, she could hear singing out through the trees, over the rushing of the river, the new note. She sang along to it and felt the music flow through her, felt its sweetness and power lift her spirits and give her courage and hope. Me! Then she tucked the mirror into her belt and looked at Ruxapold and yawned. Do you have any friends nearby, Rux? It is getting late and I think I'm ready for bed. Ruxapold's eyes twinkled. Absolutely, princess! But it's still a ways away, and we should hurry if we want to arrive before dark, and in time for dinner. They marched on, Princess Harmony clambering over slick rocks, and Ruxapold flying along or hopping beside her. Their trail finally began to steer up the sides of the steep ravine, and soon they had left the river behind and below. The last rays of the old forest sunset were peering through the trees when, at last, Ruxapold called a halt before a thick, hollow tree. Inside was a very excited and very generous and very good at cooking family of squirrels. They, and much of the forest from what they chattered on about over their delicious dinner, had heard the rumors of the map finder and of a young musician come to bring all music back. Princess Harmony tried to shrug off the compliments and the looks of wonder that the animals gave her, but the squirrels insisted on treating her as a most honored guest as they ate and then showed her to her room. Princess Harmony was snug in her bed, feeling herself lulled to sleep by the pleasant chattering of the squirrels, when she heard it, a terrible, distant, crashing and grinding sound, like a swarm of bees in a catfight. Noise goblins. The chattering in the other room stopped. She held her breath. And the noise grew more distant, and then disappeared. The chattering started up again in the next room, but softer and more subdued. In their excitement and joy, in their adventures of finding Miglas the Reflector, it was easy to forget about the cacophonics and his searching powers. Princess Harmony finally fell asleep. But she did not dream. She was just so tired. Ruxapold looked in on her, softly breathing in deep sleep later that night, and, and pulled the blankets up for her with his beak. Then he curled up at her feet and slept too knowing that with each new note they found, with each joyful victory, the cacophonics would be seeking them more and more desperately. Sleep well, child, he whispered as he was dozing off, for a young musician will need all her strength for her coming adventures. so much for listening to the Benedettiville podcast. I hope you've enjoyed part four of our story. Stay tuned 
for part five coming up in a week or two weeks. I'll do my very best to keep the storytelling happening here out on the road. Take care. Have wonderful adventures yourself. Remember all those notes and sing them all the time. See if you can cast some spells while you're out and about. I bet you'd be surprised how much it works. And I'll see you next time here on the Band of Daddy Vale podcast.